What is going on, everybody? This is your host, BJ Parker, and I appreciate you joining me. And this is another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and this is the Making the Turn podcast. And uh, we're back for another episode, and I appreciate you joining us. Thank you for all the listening. Um, thank you for those who have liked, shared. Um, the uh, podcast is growing. I couldn't be more thankful for all the people that have listened and supported. Keep subscribing. Keep sharing. Uh, we're uh, doing some good things, hopefully bringing you some good content from some guys in the green industry. Um, and so today, I'm sitting down with a guy I've gotten to know over the last few years, and um, he's. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about some content that we haven't covered on the podcast, and uh, maybe uh, something you're uh, looking for. Looking forward to uh, talking to him about some landscape and nursery stock and production and just all that hardscape stuff. And we'll get into a whole bunch of it. But I've got Chad Smithson from Holy Cow Soils. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate you uh, doing this. I know uh, you're a fan of the show. I hear. I am. I am. I've listened to, to quite a few of them and really enjoying it very much. I'm happy for you. Very proud of you as well. Well, I appreciate it. I, 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 I'm really excited about the direction of the podcast. I'm, I'm glad that uh, I was able to sort of get out there and start doing it and, and hopefully getting some content out there to guys in our industry that uh, normally don't get talked about. So it's been fun, and uh, this is going to be a, a, a good one to talk about and one I haven't touched on. So I'm excited you're here to talk about some stuff. Absolutely. Well, um, Tell me what. Tell me what exactly you do. Uh, what sort of your you may not have an official title, but what what sort of your responsibilities are at Holy Cow Soils and kind of where it's at and um, what what you got going on over there. Well, um, that's actually a question that I get asked a lot, which is funny. <laughs> so it's essentially I do a lot, uh, a lot of different things, but uh, I guess a little bit of everything. I guess you could say more or less. But uh, jack of all trades. Somewhat, or uh, <laughs> utility guy. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, I uh, essentially handle all the production of the soils, um, somewhat a lot of the team members on the on the yard as well. Uh, trucks, I don't necessarily handle as far as scheduling, but I communicate a lot with the drivers on a on a daily basis and customers. Um, I'm pretty much the face of the business as far as for the customers, whether it be residential or uh, commercial. Yeah. So um, now, Holy Cow Soils was formerly Southern Nurseries. Correct. Correct. So uh -huh. when did that take place? When when did that changeover take place? Oh, uh, essentially just this past year. Um, it's kind of been in the makings probably sure. since about 2015. We kind of came to a conclusion back then that the soils was going to take off. We really felt passionate about that. That that's where it was going to go. Right. Um, unfortunately, you know, plant material is. Um, extremely tough it's hard um especially after the um recession we had just a lot of the growers in smithville and McMinnville area just kind of stopped growing so much so it was hard to find plant right. material like it was a it was a hard job to do right um so you know kind of with all that being said and there's so much competition in that side of the business in yeah. nashville so we decided that you know unfortunately we couldn't really afford to do both the way that it should be done. So we made a decision um, as a company that we should probably just do what we do best um, and stick with the soils. Now, the soils are 
I mean, from what I understand, I, I don't have very limited, but that that's the key component of what you guys are doing. It's a, it's a, it's a specialized soils, a blended soils of different materials. Can you talk a little bit about some of what it makes Holy Cow sort of special? Absolutely. So the Holy Cow is essentially it is just the brand name. A lot of people get that confused that there's yeah. uh, you know cow or compost or form of cow compost in them, but there is not. Um, that is essentially just a brand name. So um, blended soils is something that's been popular for for years and years but uh we um got into it or or i should say we terry our owner got into it years and years ago um back when he first started the business back in 1983 um essentially as a as a hobby i wouldn't say necessarily as a hobby but it wasn't a huge part of the business you know maybe only one blend right um and just kind of took off from there but now there's a number of different blends uh that we do to kind of depending on um, the year application, um, a lot of different, uh, government mandated blends are being made now too, yeah. as far as for rain gardens, biofiltration soils are huge right now. Right. Um, just the past couple of years, hemp uh, nice. has, has came in yeah. the mix. So we're doing a lot of custom mixes for that. Yeah. Um, and then we'll do any kind of custom mix for lawn or golf course or sports yeah. turf or anything like that. So we're all the time. I mean, there's all kinds of different custom blends that we'll do yeah so let's back up a minute um because i skipped right over kind of introducing i I just after the introduction tell me a little bit about your background uh how you got to where you're at so uh your education if you went to school um just how you landed there and and your sort of rise through the green industry yes so this is actually about my 17th year in the green industry i started um right out of high school i didn't actually i didn't go to college for it so it's all right out of high school um, worked for a couple of smaller uh, maintenance companies. Um, in the like lawn. landscape maintenance? Yes, landscape maintenance. Um, so I just did that pull for that, Pull that mic to you a little bit closer, if you don't mind. You're good. But I just want to make sure everybody hears who you are. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yep. So did that for a long time. And then after um, 2008, 2009, I kind of really got in a bad spot where um, – I got laid off um, from a job that I had, and it just goes to show you how much Nashville has changed in the past 10 years. I mean, you wouldn't even think of that happening now, um, somebody get laid off in the industry that yeah. we're in. But, and I you know, went around and forever, and I, could not, I couldn't land a job. And, of course, I mean, it was off-season too, but sure. um, I applied to every large landscape company in Nashville that you could even think of, and I, could not, I couldn't get a call back. Yeah. Um, and this is like February, so so I just kind of doing odd and stuff as I could do just to, to get by. But uh, I landed at, at Southern. It was still Southern then. Um, a good friend of mine uh, did a lot of uh, sub work for, for Terry, the owner, so I just went to help him out for a couple weeks. Um, and then I'm still here, and that was back in 2010. <laughs> so that's how I went to just go to work for a couple weeks, and I'm still there, so. Yeah, I mean that's it, this business is crazy. I mean, um, I, you know, I've, I've been I've cut my teeth in the golf side of things, and and the golf I was a superintendent for over twenty years or whatever, mm-hmm. and been out of the business since two thousand fifteen. But you know, we in the golf side, it's always hard to find work and stuff. But now being on the sort of the landscape and turf, I'm just kind of all over the place. I mean, it's just like 
you can't find workers. I mean, if you find a guy, you would never think if you find someone that could do a job, you, it's like I, I just got to be able to pay them. Right. I mean, the money is, you know, they'll jump ship for a dollar somewhere else because there's just so many things going on. And it's a completely different thing than 10 years ago. It is. You know, and, and I, I, I know, um, you know, sort, sort of the struggles of trying to find a job or do something, you, you know, in a, in, a, in a change or situation where you're look, looking at what am I going to do, what am I going to do, and all of a sudden now you're, now you're got, you know, settled in on a place where you're enjoying it and happy and, yeah, you know, mean, all it, things good. I mean, I was blessed. It was by the grace of God. I mean, yeah. to be honest with you, I, back then I, I didn't even know if I want to continue even working in the green industry. Right. I, I, was, I was done, you know, so I was yeah. pretty much prayed about it a lot and, and, you know, ended up here and it's been a great home and I really, really uh, enjoy it. I mean, yeah. I, I love to go to work. Yeah. There's not a day that, that I don't wake up and I don't want to go. Yeah. Well, I know my experience with you over the last couple of years, you've been super helpful, super passionate, always excited about what, what I'm trying to help, you know, helping me or do whatever. So I know just personally that, that, that fed into me, that made me want to have you on and talk about yeah. this. And, uh, you know, I know if you're doing that for me, you're doing that for a bunch of people. Well, I appreciate you saying that, and I do. I try to, um, as you can imagine. I mean, we get all kinds of, of customers um, in there on a daily basis. My no, phone, not really. My phone doesn't ever shut up. Yeah. Uh, emails, texts, phone calls, but I really have have gotten really good, and, and I've always kind of been trained. My my dad was a small business owner, so I've kind of I've always just grown up that way to kind of treat everybody. You know, they have my undivided attention. Whoever's I'm with at the, that time has my undivided attention. Yeah. I'll, you know, and I think that just gets you a long way with people. Yeah. Whether it's commercial or residential, I mean, just follow up with them, do what you say you're going to do, and good things will happen. I mean, that's yeah. it's that easy. Well, you know, you're right. I mean, th this is the service business, and and it's a highly competitive service business. And you know, you're you're one of your customers are your first priority in a lot of ways, and you want to make them feel as you know comfortable as at, at home is what they're trying to do they may have questions you want to try to help them and you you know you can have one bad day and that ruin a lot of things you know and yeah. and i've never experienced that with you and 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 i know that you know you you take that pretty passionately i do i do i do very much and and again it's it's a great job and i love it and that's i have people ask me all the time why don't you you know why don't you try to go out and do your own thing i I love what I do. You yeah. know, I, I have a great family and I get, I don't take my work home with me. Sure. You know, so yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Now, are you from here around, around the area? I am. I grew up in uh, Goodlesville. Goodlesville. So I'm from there. Yeah. And yeah, I live out in Castaigne Springs now. I have a wife, a beautiful wife, Ash, and we have two little boys, yeah. Gunner and Finn. Finn. So. How'd you come up with that name? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen the movie, The Notebook? I can't say can't that. Say, I have. Yeah. Well, there's I a character in there that uh, his name's Finn. My wife absolutely loved, loved the movie, loved the character. So that's how we came up with that. There's also a character in uh, Star Wars named Finn. So a lot of people. Yeah, get I did, no, I'm familiar yeah. with that one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people get mixed that up. That didn't come to mind though. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. think that that's where it's from, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, people that come up with their child's names, it's always a story behind it. I love, I love hearing the stories, and that yeah, they always pretty simple sometimes. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, walk me through sort of a day, your typical day, kind of what you do just at Holy Cow and, and some of the things that you're kind of cr crossing your desk or you're, you know, I know you deal with people and customers and you said you kind of um, 
facilitate the uh, the staff and some of the things that are going on at the at that location. So just walk through, tell everybody kind of what you do on a daily basis. Yeah. So uh, for my day, I'm not as typical as some people. I'm a super early riser. Um, I'm more of a. I would rather get up early and get going rather than stay late and work late. But I hear you so there. I, I usually start about three thirty or four, and I try to get up and you know. I'm not going to fib and say I do it every day, but I try to exercise a little bit before I go to work. You say 3.30 or 4? Uh-huh. That is early. Yeah. <laughs> you so. beating the golf course superintendents <laughs> up. So I I like to get up early, and I just I feel better yeah. getting up early and just kind of getting going. I feel what like time do you go to bed? About 8. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. about 8. So so I'll get up and try, try to work out. Some, not every morning I don't, but uh, at least I'm out the door and gone by 5.30. Yeah. Um, and out of the office by six, and that's another thing. I live about thirty minutes from my work, so it gives me kind of a yeah a few minutes to get going, and then in the afternoon it gives me a few minutes to kind of mellow out too. So, but, but y'all don't open at six, right? No, we don't open till technically we don't open till seven thirty. But if just, people want to come, we're there. Yeah, we'll take care of you absolutely. Sure. But uh, I'll go in, you know, at six and read over all the scheduling and products that are going out. Load trucks if they need to be loaded. Uh, I have a, another yard foreman, Miguel. He'll be in about 6.30. We'll have a little meeting with him um, on the phone or in person. Uh, just make sure all the product is going out, is ready. Yeah. And or if it's not ready, then we'll get it ready. Um, then after that, you know, we open up technically about 7.30. And then as you can imagine, the flood starts coming out of people. So yeah. we start getting on that. Now, do you get a lot of people... Um resident you know just normal everyday residents coming in or is it mostly uh contractors and what uh, what sort of the flow of customers i mean uh, this time of the year it's going to be more contractors i mean you'll have a lot of residential and homeowners um, yeah. in the spring and fall peak seasons but uh for the most part you know it's all contractor for the most part yeah um is what we do but it, it gets busy oh i imagine <laughs> I imagine it's if it's like anything, it's probably super crazy in the morning till say mid morning, and then maybe a little bit in the afternoon. But there's yeah. a lot of downtime. Well, ours is a little bit different because it's because it's such more. You know, it's a landscape material, but it's also um, shipping so much bulk material. So yeah. there's a lot of trucks going in and out. Yeah. You know, a lot of loaders, a lot of heavy equipment that you don't really see it. You know, yeah. your typical nursery and stuff. Right. It's always buzzing around. So it's yeah, it's a busy place. Well, I've been there, and I've noticed a lot of, I mean, a lot of, a lot of moving and shaking going on, and it seems like uh, you got a lot going on there. I mean, yeah. that was probably a little bit difficult to manage at times. It is. It's a controlled chaos, yeah. <laughs> in a way, <laughs> but, um, but it's fun. Like I said, I really enjoy it, um, and that's typically, you know, what I do. Try to keep it all going. Of course, we have a amazing team there that yeah. that they do a great job of making me look good. <laughs> but no, we. Uh, it's a family, you sure. know what it is, and we all work great together. And yeah. that's one great thing is we don't have a lot of turnover, which is pretty much unheard of in, in this industry. Yeah. So we actually keep people for a while. So we're all really close, and we work great together. And that's kind of you know, and it's essentially what I do. I don't, I wouldn't consider babysitting at all. It's just we all enjoy it. Well, I, you know. Whether you're in the golf course business, sports turf, landscaping, it's it's the most critical thing that 
I think contributes to the success of a, a facility or places. Mm-hmm. How do how do your employees interact and how do they work together? Right. It's always you don't have to be friends. You don't have to sort of enjoy each other's company outside of work. But as long as you can work to well together, get you know get their necessary things done in a you know in a in a way that works for the for the you know the facility or the golf course or whatever then it makes the whole thing better and you know and when there's a disruption in that or if there's something difficult then that becomes you know rough on everybody and to, ha- and to make sure one not having a lot of people turn over that's huge you know and, and also to be uh, have people you can count on to do what they need to do and you feel confident that they're going to get that done you know those are big things uh, especially when you're running something as busy as you guys are doing yeah. we're mm-hmm. constantly moving and shaking and I mean things happen I mean there's always something that's going to get you know overlooked or mishap but I mean you just how you react to that and how you got to move forward is huge and being a team or family like you said is is big time important it is and like I said I mean I I've always come from the background of you know I if I tell you I'm going to do something I'm going to do it I may not know at that time how I'm going to get done but but it's going to get done right and I think that kind of feeds down to the rest of them and and you know, some might say that I'm not a, I'm not a great manager. I'm more of a, a player's coach, if you will. I'm not very stern. I'm pretty easygoing, but, uh, but I get what I need out of everybody, and yeah. we get everything done that we need to get done. So, well, that's, I mean, that's big. I mean, you you gotta, you know, however you, whatever your style is, you've always, people always have different styles. I mean, it's just that's you know, like you said with players coach. I mean. There's just lots of different peop- ways to do things, but yeah. you know, however your style is, I think you just gotta hone that and do that the best you can, and, and make it work for for what you do. And it sounds like you're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. And I, I also think, you know, as far as managing people, you're not just managing them professionally; you're always managing them personally, yeah. in a sense as well. I mean, you right. gotta deal with all their personal issues, and and sometimes that's what people need. Yeah. Um, you know, you have a great a great team member that. Um, at work is awesome, but at home is a basket case or just right. has all kinds of issues. And, you know, they all they need is somebody, I mean, somebody to love them. Yeah. You know, and it goes a long way with people. You get a lot more out of them. Right. Now, how many employees do you have? Uh, I mean, I think full-time, I want to say we're at 21, I believe. Right. Yeah. Now, is that, now, we probably didn't touch on this, but y'all have multiple locations, right? We do. Uh-huh. So you're just talking about the what is it called? The that's company wide twenty one. Okay, 20, 21 total. Uh, at my location, there is uh, there's six full time employees, I believe, and then I think we have four trucks that run out of there. Yeah, and are the truck drivers there full? Their employees as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, now. It, you mentioned about Terry. Who, who who do you report to? Do you report to Terry? Do you, you and Kurt work together? How 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 does that work for you? As far as or do you are you kind of your own boss, so to speak? Uh, no, I really report to to Kurt Dryden, which is yeah. our um, CFO and office manager. He's kind of my direct report. Um, Terry does very hands on though. He comes in and yep. me and him have a conversation uh, pretty much on a daily basis yeah. of kind of where we're at. Because he's essentially he's, he's the mastermind of how the yard is set up, and um, he's extremely good about you know he's not really um, a micromanager. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. He wouldn't argue that he used to be, <laughs> but he's he's learned to to let go. 
yeah. a lot, and which is good and speaks a lot on his staff that he finally has a good staff that he trusts and he can kind of let go. But he still has a lot of of input of how he wants things, and that's that's fine. I mean, it's it's uh. his baby. Um, and I always heard the you know you as far as a you get to you know 100k or a million by saying yes, but you get beyond that by saying no. Yeah. And I think he finally realizes he he can delegate stuff and kind of back off a little bit. Yeah. Which is good. So we I don't get to talk much about the landscape materials business, the hardscapes. Um, you know that part of it just doesn't come up as content much. So. Uh, we we started to go down a little bit about the holy cow soils, but talk a little bit, uh, or kind of talk about some of the products specifically that you guys offer. I know it's bulk material like mulch and gravel and different things, um, but is there you know uh, talk about what you guys offer? Some of the things you you provide can help. Um, I know you say y'all do deliveries and things like that, but is there anything um, you know? Just I know you got a wide range of things that we probably could talk about forever, but. Um, Give us a little insight as to what, what all you guys do and handle. Yeah, so essentially, I mean, we uh, we offer uh, landscape materials for anything other than plant material for right. the most part. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, you know, that'll vary a little bit, but we offer a huge variety of mulches, gravels, decorative gravels, yep. um, some hardscape materials. Um, don't necessarily design services or anything like that, but we can definitely help you out with that. Yeah. Um, if we can't do it, we'll send you in the right directions. We yeah. offer a huge number of subcontractors to, to help you out with projects as well. So y'all do uh, subcontracting for any type of project or just the hardscape stuff? or any, Anything that somebody might come in and ask for, yeah. we would refer out to one of our one of our trusted customers. Yeah. And is there, do y'all do, go through like a process where you – uh, for those contractors, or do you just, they just are pretty regular customers? Pretty regular customers. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a small number. but Sure. But yeah. Can't get that dog to stop barking for nothing. Um, so um, talk a little bit more. Um, we talked about the soils, and that, and I know that's a, some, we talked about the blended. Can you talk a little bit about, like, if somebody wanted a specific blend for a particular thing, like the, the bio soils and things like that? What's what's sort of going on with that? Why are people wanting that? Is that um, something that uh, municipalities are looking at doing for drainage, anything like that? Is there, can you get into that a little bit? Uh, yeah, so uh, biofiltration kind of came up in about 2010, um, also rain garden. So um, essentially... It's a government-mandated soil now, pretty yeah. much um, in all cities surrounding Nashville and Nashville, of course, but on all new commercial and some residential jobs that there is mandated soil ponds or rain gardens, kind of like the old bio-retention uh, ponds. So it's a code code Codes, situation? Yes, yep. sir. So what it is is a um, specialized soil designed to percolate the water, right? Um, slow it down a little bit, clean it, purify it before it gets to stormwater runoff right. into your streams and rivers. Lakes. And y'all are the pretty much the provider for that. Is, do you have a contract? Do you say you had a contract for doing that, or that? Uh, we are the one of the number one suppliers. I mean, we have right. some competition in the city, but but y'all y'all supply to a contractor that does the work, basically. Uh, that is actually the, that's the only thing that we do out of the house. Yeah, I mean, we'll do that service as well. Oh, you so you install? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool because I know that's important, especially with all the building that's going on in Nashville and around the areas these days. I mean, they got to figure out what this water is going to be no. doing and where it's going. Absolutely. You know, that's um, I can't even imagine. It's got to be mind blowing with all the new construction and the different 
you know, that's one of the things I talk a lot about with people is they don't understand that with growth and with all the different, um, you know, it's all great and it's all sounds good, but it causes so many more problems and, and it affects, impacts the green industry a lot right. when you're having to figure out different things to do just to make stormwater, you know, able to be treated or moved or get to a, 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 a you know, where a place where it can be, you know, sent off. So, you know, um, biofiltration soils is a, sounds like the new, new thing. It, I mean, it is, and it's very complex and, I mean, it's a huge part of our business. I mean, we're blessed to, to yeah. be able to do it. Yeah. So how did that really come about? I mean, is it basically facilitated from a, a need to, um, you know, I mean, was there, a, was there a specific incidence that came up, or do you know you happen to have any idea as to why that sort of gotten, you know, that became part of the business? I mean, like in 2010, I can remember when I first came on there, um, we did just a, a few of them, and I, I can remember the first one was out at NBA High School. Um, but I think over years, um, like we could just see it growing yeah. and see it getting bigger and bigger, and we kind of moved the business towards that. Yeah. Because we knew, we always knew it was going to be huge. Well, I mean, in business, you're always changing. You're always, you know, moving and shaking. And, and I think that, you know, that could be, um, you know, pretty pretty big around this area. I mean, it already probably is, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming Nashville's not slowing down. <laughs> and it's growing at a crazy pace. I mean, so best of luck to all that. I mean, it's going to be something. I'm sure you're you're knee-deep in trying to figure out how to get all that together. <laughs> it's, it's exciting, but it, it, it's stressful this time, too, because you're trying to get out so much material at once, and you're running out of stuff. So Yeah. But it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. Well, do you, you get to deal um, – do you get to travel much as far as you – know, are you pretty much stationary at your location? I mean, do you, you go to the your customers at all for any – other than maybe deliver or something like that? I'm stationary for the yeah. most part. I mean, I'll get out every now and then. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I am I'm there. Yeah. Got you stuck in there. Stuck huh? in there. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with uh, being in the air conditioning most of the day. <laughs> Trust me, it's <laughs> well, hot in the summer. I'm, I'm in and out. Yeah. I, but, yeah, it's not too bad. I, I enjoy it, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, it's a it's a complicated, tough business. I, I When I was in um, – when I – it's a long time ago. I, when I was in college, I was, I had run, I ran a lawn care business with a fraternity brother of mine, and I also worked in the nursery business because mm -hmm. I I had a child uh, when I early in life, and so I had to figure out how to work multiple jobs and go to school. And I worked in the nursery business with a huge nursery up in West Tennessee, and I was, I was like, man, this is a tough business to be in. I mean, we were he was not only doing he had a design center. We were doing all the installs. I mean, it was just going crazy. And that was just I was like, I don't know if I don't really know if I want to be in this business, but I was glad to get to see kind of what goes on in it. Because, right. you know, when you go to you go to a nursery or, you know, a wholesale distributor just trying to get plants or bulk material, you don't really see what all is going on. It's a lot of stuff going on, but you don't really get to see the ins and outs of it. And it I can only imagine you see the number of people it takes. It's just like, wow. You know, this is a pretty big deal. It is. Yeah. So what do you like to do for fun? Well, I mean, I'm a huge water person. We have a we have a boat, and I've always grown up on the lake, so that's probably my number one hobby that I love to do. Like skiing? and Yeah, I also love to water ski. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be out there every day if I could, to be honest with you. So when you're not slinging soils, you're <laughs> slinging skis. 
Is that you wakeboard? What do you do? No, nah, I just like to ski. I'm old school, you, man. Yeah. 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 What lake do you go to? Uh, well, we live really close to um, the old or the north side of Old Hickory. Yeah. Um, more kind of the Cumberland River up towards Lebanon. But, you know, I mean, if I had my choice, I'm going to Center Hill every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love Center Hill. I do too. That's a sweet lake. <laughs> we, we had a boat for a couple of years and maybe longer than that. But, I mean, we would go to Center Hill as much as we could. That was kind of the only place we went to. And it's just beautiful up there. It is. I mean, you can't beat it. It's great for water sports, too, because you don't have to worry about a lot. No shallow water. You can beat us anywhere, you know. I don't know about fishing, though. You don't fish, do you? Not a whole lot. I mean, a little bit, but it's no. a tough lake to fish. Not Yeah, that, I don't. It's tough. I don't know much about fishing, but I know that's that much <laughs> one that's tough. You don't golf or anything like that? I do a little bit. Yeah. Um, not as much as I'd like to. I'm yeah. not very good at it, but I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy it a lot. I uh I played a lot in high school. Actually, I had a good friend of mine that worked out at the Hermitage. So I got spoiled yeah. a lot by going to going over there a lot and was able to play for free. So that was, that was nice. Yeah, I mean, golf's an addicting game. Don't yeah. get started. <laughs> I mean, you'll be in, I don't get to play much anymore. That's the sad part about it. You get in this business and you don't get to do anything. Yeah. But, you know, it's all good. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm kind of at that age to – Yeah to get it when I can get it. And so all I'm doing now is just working. Yeah. Well, you said you had little kids. I mean, they're. So we have two, uh, Gunner's five and then, uh, Finn is 15 months. Yeah. So, so you're, you're knee deep in daddy. Them. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's going to cut into your water skiing and golf. Oh, it, ha- it yeah. has this year. I can promise yeah. you that. I trust me. My kids are all older, but I, I know where you, I know where you're at and what you're going through. And especially in this business, you know, you, you, you kind of like me, I mean, you're up early in the morning, and out the door, but you're back at night, you know, and then you kind of wind down, you get tired and, you know, you got to do it all over again. But that was kind of my, that was kind of my routine too. Yeah. You know, I'd rather be at home at night and, and kind of doing things. And then up in the morning, I'm gone, you know, hardly got to see him get up, but I always seen him go to bed. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it goes. This is tough business, you know, but, um, so, uh, the, um, Heck, I don't even know where I was going to go with with the question. So, you you said you own a boat. I do. Yeah, and and um, and outside of water skiing and doing all that, you you get any other time to do anything else or? Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm really I love to work, so I spend a lot of time in my own yard, uh, you know, manicuring it a little bit. And yeah. we actually just bought a house uh, this past winter, so that's kept me pretty busy this summer. Is kind of getting that in order. Yeah, it was a new construction home, so I've kind of begin the yard going and the turf somewhat right and landscape done. So it that I take a lot of pride in that. Sure. So it that keeps me pretty busy. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get involved with many um, uh, area associations or anything, or have you been had a chance to go to meetings or be involved in some of the things that are that sort of may be available to you? Um, I I don't. Uh, that much. I recently, funny you should ask, I recently uh, just joined uh, a nonprofit and kind of supporting it and haven't had a chance to do a whole lot with it yet, but I really think a lot of it. Um, it is called, it is kind of a green industry thing. Uh, it's uh, Project Evergreen. It's green care for troops. Um, and I'm hugely passionate about the military. I have uh, two family members that are still active and high-ranking officers in the Army, so 
and then multiple friends that are, have served and still serving and blah, blah, blah. But um, Project Evergreen is a nonprofit, and so what they, they're looking for volunteers in our industry to go and, and support service members, families that are uh, deployed and yeah. just offer their our skills to them. And it's kind of kind of their way of thinking. It's just one less thing for them to worry about. Yeah. So that's the thing that I've kind of gotten real passionate about the last little bit. And so, so what do you, um, what is your role in supporting this uh, nonprofit? Are you involved with them in any way, or are you just kind of helping get people more involved? No, I really haven't. Um, it kind of it's just kind of helped fell in my lap, if you sure. will. Um, they sent me an email, and for months I kind of just read over it a few times and looked at it and kind of prayed about it a little bit and just decided to to pick up the phone one day and call and talk to talk to some people in the office and you know ask them to kind of set me up and set me up as a volunteer yep. and then ask them to send me some stuff so I got some stuff at our store about it um, and just trying to trying to promote it so well how do, how do you how do people find out about it uh, you can go to the website it is uh, projectevergreen.org um, or you can call at 888-611-2955. Um, but they have a great website. There's a lot of um, a lot of big name sponsors. Site One is one of them. Ball, Snowplows, Toro. Yeah. So. So what action. exactly? What exactly do they do? As far as what, are they basically helping out uh, deployed military families? Right. Uh, as far as anything they need around the house. Uh, from a landscape standpoint or whatever. Right. So, and you can, you can pick your services that you want to do. Yeah. Um, so they, um, they just want to set you up to, to offer your services to, like I said, deployed family members. Yep. Um, but you can do as much or as little as you want, you know. Is it a anything. donation thing or do you donate your time? How does Both. It, you both. can donate, you know, money or yeah. time, but um, you can actually pick a mileage that you would want to travel. If you don't want to travel that far, you can, yeah. Whatever you want to do, and it, you you may plug in and not not get anybody, right? Or you may plug in and they set you right up with somebody. So it just depends. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, I I I fully support that you know that mission and that uh, you know charity. That sounds like an awesome thing. That's the first I've heard of it. So um, I'll let's let's talk either off or at another time about you know getting more support for that and and. And this podcast is a great way to reach out to lots of people at one time and, you know, just talking, talking about it and getting people involved and, and, uh, those who support the military and and are passionate about that and want to help out these families that are providing us a a great place to live. I mean, I think it's huge that we can do whatever we can and use our skills. So, uh, support you and that cause. And I think, I think it's great. Thank you. And, um, you know, We'll give out the uh, the uh, when I put the po- podcast out, I'll I'll provide the link okay. or or a or where they can go sign up and. But if you want to give them that phone number again, okay. uh, yeah, give them uh, tell them that phone number again. Because it's the website is uh, projectevergreen.org. Correct. Uh huh. The phone number is eight 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 six one one two nine five five. Two nine five five. So yeah, guys, if you're interested in uh, getting involved with Project Evergreen, a nonprofit that uh, supports our military families, uh, helping them in their uh, needs for uh, landscaping, outdoors, anything that they can 
um, you know, they got so many other things to worry about. This is one thing they can not worry about. So, guys, if you're interested, uh, reach out to Chaz, myself, or go to projectevergreen.org or the number 888-611-2955. That's awesome, man. We'll, we'll definitely hopefully get some people signed up on that because, um, you know, that's a great thing. Yeah, I was excited about it. Like I said, it kind of fell into my lap. I didn't even – I never heard about it until yeah. a couple months ago. So. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it, and I'm glad we, we, we talked about that because I'm um, – one of the things that, um, you know, this podcast is set up to do is to talk about how we can help people and how we can help service other people – that are in our industry, a lot of times we don't get to talk about what we do, how we do it, how we can help others. And, and you always, it, it always ceases to amaze me that I fall into a conversation with a guy. We're going to talk about landscaping and materials that never, that we've not really talked about. And we talk about a, you know, a pretty important, um, you know, nonprofit that people can get involved in. And, and hopefully, you know, um, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome to me, but I, I think, the power of this podcast as it grows and people start start uh, hearing it and listening to it will get more people involved and so I'm I'm excited about that for you and 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 if you you know hey if you if you get involved mention the mention the that you heard it on the podcast that'd be awesome so you know so and uh, you know anything I can do to help just let me know thank you I'd, I'd I'd love to get I'd love to figure out where I can plug in and do even if it's just from keep promoting it and getting people signed up okay but um you know uh one of the things that that i enjoy about the sort of not being in golf anymore is doing some of the hardscape stuff and some of the things you've helped me out with and and uh over the years and that's always been a, a kind of a tough business for me as far as um seeing the potential and because it's and and i don't know i found that it's kind of difficult to to do it's always it's always difficult to sort of project out uh every every site's different and one of the things that i that i've i've kind of found is is that there's no rhyme or reason to doing hardscapes but i love the design part of it i love like working with the different materials and stuff do y'all still do the bell guard and do y'all still mess with uh, y'all still mess with the hardscape stuff at all uh we don't as much anymore we actually kind of just uh dismembered our our dealership with with Belgard recently but um this member's not a great word yeah but i mean I, i'll miss it yeah. uh because I, I love Belgard's great and i love i love that kind of that side of the business um and i spent a lot of time and a lot of years <laughs> learning it and yeah. getting certified in different areas of that that business but uh Unfortunately, we don't. We still have a lot of, of product available um, that we're kind of trying to get rid of at a discounted price. Mm-hmm. But um, again, it's maybe part of the business that I will miss. Yeah. But I still, I still have a lot of good customers that that'll call me and need direction on stuff. So I mean, I still have a little bit of hands in it, but not near as much. Yeah, I, it, it's always finicky for me um, because I had such a love hate relationship with doing it. I, I enjoyed the the working with the products and work, you know, seeing it all come together. But I always, I just felt like that there was, I was still trying to get my hands wrapped around, yeah. you know, uh, some of the complexities of different things. And it never seemed to be, I always ran into a lot of different challenges. And yeah. so I was constantly having to work through it. And I, I wish, and I, you know, I watched, you know, instructional videos or try to figure out something and it looks so much more seamless when somebody's doing it, you know, and, and it's not something you really, I got pretty good at it after you know learning it. It took oh, a, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of growing pains, but I 
I think more and more people are either having them built while their house is being built or they're just not doing it. They're doing like concrete or some, you know, something else now. So yeah. it's seen a little bit of a fall off in, in people wanting hardscape stuff. Well, I mean, it's highly expensive and for a lot of reasons. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, it's not, it's yeah. not easy work. There's nothing light about it. It's no. hard work. And if you want it done right and you're going to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and finding the people that, that can do it and, you know, and the consistency of, having those you know that number of labor because it's not something you can just do on your own i mean you need a team of people yes. and i've done some projects that have been on my own or been you know smaller but they they're not any they're not any fun either no. you know building the seating wall or you know you know a, you know fire pit or something like that's one thing but an entire patio and all kinds of different things that just that's tough to do it is <laughs> I, I mean you know it's just part of the business there's so many there's so many parts of our business that it's just hard to wrap your mind around when you're just you know tied into one thing you know like I was for so long it's like and even though golf is kind of encompasses a lot it you step out of it and you're into a whole different deal you're like man I can't how do people offer this many services you know and and you can see how it can be very difficult and that's why there's large companies and these small companies kind of focus on the what they can do right you know so it's a it's a never, never-ending business. It yeah. is. I mean, it is. It, it's a, uh, it's crazy how much. I mean, it's like I said. I've been doing it for seventeen years now, and it's just crazy how large it's gotten. Yeah. That you know, there's so many people in it. It's just, I mean, it's a great industry, and that's one thing I love about it. I mean, everybody. I won't say there's no secrets. There's, there's secrets, but I mean, everybody wants everybody to succeed. Yeah. Um, that's been an underlying theme on this, you know, on the show is this that. In our industry, it's kind of unique yeah. that we're always trying to help guys succeed and help, regardless of who they are. You know, it, it, you know, you may be in competition with you know another competitor, but but if they needed something or or there there was somebody, you know, that had that question, that you'd be more willing to help them than just kind of disregard it. And same with competing, you know, contractors or customers or whatever. You wanted to, you just want to help them, even if they may not buy from you. They right. just come and have questions, you know. And that's just part of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. If I can't help you, I'm referring you to my competition up the street. Yeah, I mean, I'm that's prob- just, I'm probably calling them to tell them you're on the way. <laughs> that's and that's <laughs> the way you got to kind of be. You know, it's it's a it's a unique part of our business, and and I think it's what makes it great. It, it's part of the business I don't think people know much about, and yeah. I try to keep telling people it's like, you know, hey, we're we're really supportive of all of each other, and you know, it's not really we want somebody to fail. We want everybody to kind of work together and succeed, even though we might be in competition, Yeah, you know, and it's just, it, it's a good part of it, man. I, it's, it's probably one of the most rewarding parts of it. My, uh, for me, it uh, is. You know, I mean, I think that's why I love it so much. I mean, I remember, you know, I worked for my father growing up and he, he was a small business owner. He's an HVAC business. And I can remember it wasn't nothing like, like the green industry is. That's funny. My grandfather was in the, um, I guess it's called the HVAC business, but he he was um, that's how he cut his teeth was, the uh, AC and heating and air mm-hmm. business for so long. I never even touched it, but he he was up in Cookville. That's what he got into it. My dad wasn't involved in it, so that's why I didn't get involved with it. But it's a it was a pretty big business yeah. for a long time. Yep. So um, you a football fan? I am. I am. Um, 
mean, I mean, UT Volley, I know you're an Alabama guy. You know, everybody brings that up. They don't have to bring that up. I, I love them. Um, yeah. But I, I have to be honest with you. It's, and it may just be because we've had a bad few years, but it, it's not going to ruin my day when they <laughs> lose. I mean, <laughs> but that's that's just me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I gotta I gotta believe that bigger times are better times are around the corner for you guys. I mean, it's just tough in the SEC. I hope so. We're, I mean, we're due. Yeah. I went to the game last year in uh, Knoxville. Well, that wasn't pretty. It was pretty for Bama fans, but it wasn't pretty for I mean for Tennessee fans. You know, the last UT game I went to was the last time they beat Alabama. Well, maybe you should go which, again. Which was in Knoxville. <laughs> in like two, when was that? It's like 2007, I guess. Oh, 2007, my, 2006. My, I, like I think my UT friends have probably unfollowed me by now. <laughs> I don't know if I have many UT friends left, but I don't really brag or say anything. I just – I don't have to. Yeah. But I know what it's like to go through bad times because I lived through some pretty bad times in Alabama too. Oh, yeah. And it's just kind of cyclical when it comes to football. You know. But I like I like Nick Saban though. I'd love to spend a day with him. Oh, when I mean, outside of him coaching Alabama, I, I, yeah, I'd sit down at a table with him for as long as he wanted and just pick his brain yeah. on just any and everything. I just like to sit in there and listen to him talk. Yeah, I try to find as many snippets of uh, videos I can and just kind of absorb them. Yeah, and he's not saying anything that you never really heard before, but it just the way he kind of delivers yeah. it. Yeah, it's kind of like. I could get motivated if I played for him. He's a big motivator. Yeah. I mean, you got to be, and especially when you're trying to motivate 18, 19-year-olds. You know, it's just – it's wild, you know. So, what if you – so, well, best of luck to the football team. I'm no, <laughs> I know we're getting ready to start the season, but, uh, you know, hey, every, every season's a new one, so you yeah. can – we'll see what happens. I mean, I think Bama's schedule is pretty weak this year, so they're probably going to be there in the end. But – uh We'll see. Never know. So, if you weren't doing what you were doing right now, what 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 would you be doing? Is there something you? Man, that's good. That's a good question. Um, you know, there there was a time I wanted to join the fire department, national fire department. I had a I had an opportunity to do that, um, and I decided not to. Decided to stay with what I was doing. Um, but if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably. I don't know if I'd still be in the military, but I probably would have went to the army. Yeah. yeah. So you you were in the military. I wasn't. Oh, I probably would have. Yeah, you would have gone in the military. Yeah. Now you said that you had family members in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your? Did you say who? Do your brothers? I have uh, one cousin. He's a um, stationed at Fort Bragg. He yeah. is a he's a major. Then I have another. Um, well husband of a cousin but they are stationed over in germany and he is uh he's uh i'd say he's a low-star general yeah but they're both pretty high-ranking officers so but good guys yeah i'm i'm like you man i, I think the military i you know catch a it's a rough time in the, the whole is. world right now and I, I don't dive too much into all that on here but i i think the military is a tough you know they take a they tough you know they're so important to what we do just on a daily basis that absolutely and and supporting them in any way possible i know there's a lot of people that want to you know sort of shine a, a different light on that but you're not gonna hear that from me and i i mean i got a uh, a stepdad who was who's uh battling 
uh, a lot of personal life, uh, you know, health issues and as a Vietnam veteran and, you know, you see what they go through and, and, uh, you just, it's just, you just thank people every day for that, you know, that sacrifice and what they've done. And, you know, and I'm, you know, I can, I could go on and on and we could talk a oh, lot yeah, about we, that. <laughs> it's not, the, it's not probably, but I, but I don't really get a chance to talk about it with yeah. somebody and you see, you know, you're very passionate about it. And I, and I, I, I just, I am too, you know, yeah. I just, um, I stay away from a lot of that because for obvious reasons, not really the forum for that, but, but a lot, but a lot of my, you know, uh, I just, I just find that the times we're in right now, it's, it's difficult to, to feel like there's a lot of people that are, you, know, you just want to sometimes shake your head and just go, man, these people are, I, I don't, I don't get it, man. You know. I mean, I really don't. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, like I said, we go on and on, but in my opinion, I mean, we're victims of our own damn creation. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we're the ones doing all this to ourselves. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't understand why people are pointing the finger at military or politicians for that matter. I mean, it's time to take the blame yourself. <laughs> well, no, that's, an, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a topic that we could go down a, a rabbit hole on, but um, <laughs> I agree with you. I think, I think times are very odd right now and it's, and there's not a lot of um, what seems to be rational thought. It seems to be sort of crazy mm. all over the board and you can get yourself wrapped up into, you know, some real, real difficult, <laughs> real difficult. You can just, I mean, things can just hit you in ways you're like, wow, I just can't believe this is how people really think or whatnot. And, and, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, I'm like you, man. It's, it's, it's really kind of mind blowing. It is. You know, so that's enough. We can, <laughs> I, 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 I would love to, I would love to do a, uh, something like that. You know, I'm not a political forum. I'm not a guy who gets on a rant. I have my own views and I, and I, and I support people having their own opinions about things. So I'm not here to, judge or you know or piss anybody off but at the same time one of these days i'll be able to feel like i can you know talk a little bit more about and 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 say things that are important to me and yeah. and not just brush over it you know but we're talking about the green industry <laughs> and you know i we talked about things that impact our industry and there's a lot of things that do you know there's yeah. a lot of things in our industry that you know we're scrutinized for on a daily basis and we have our own things we got to deal with and talked a lot about in a couple of podcasts ago about uh, the glyphosate issue and how it's impacting our industry and some of the negative things about that and i mean you we're just we're battling things that people don't even know anything about right. you know we're having to defend we're having to defend something that's been a, a stable uh, product in our industry for years and 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 people take one bit of information and want to make it you know out to be something it's not, or try to pretend like that they're just you know they want to scare you to death yeah you know and it's just it's it's kind of wild you know and uh, it, it there's just no telling where the future holds for that no there's know? really not there you know didn't. so what do you hope that um, would you uh, encourage your kids to kind of grow up in the green industry or are you just going to kind of let them do it how do you have you thought about kind of that part of it yet i mean ultimately i want them to do whatever whatever makes them happy whatever they have you know feel fulfillment in but um you know i have one older son gunner that 
I mean, he's right there with me anytime yeah. I'm doing anything. He wants to be right there. Did he go to work I, with you? Yeah. 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 Cool. He'll go to work. He'll jump in machine and yeah. Ride on you the teach him, You teach him how to, to yeah. run them. Yes, Man, I, see, that's what I wish I'd have learned. I took, I had to learn on the go later on in life. Yeah. You make a lot of mistakes when you're older. But he's a funny kid. I mean, if you ask him what he what he wants to do when he grows up, he said he wants to be a garbage man. So, hey, whatever. Be the best garbage man you're going to be. I mean, I'm the same way. If yeah. I tell everybody all the time, if I, I don't care what I did, if I worked at the car wash, I'd be the best car washer there yeah. ever was. Well, you know, I, 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 I encourage my kids to do whatever they want to do, and, and that's kind of what I hope that they do. And they're still trying to figure life out, even at – I have older kids. I mean, I got one that just graduated college and two that are in college. But, you know, I they asked about my oldest, my son, he asked about being a superintendent and being in the turf business. I just, you know, I just kind of was honest with him. I mean, it's like, you know, you got a lot of options. Don't just, ne- you know, this is a great business. It's rewarding, but it was rewarding to me. It may not be rewarding yeah. to you. And uh, you just need to find your something you're passionate about. I think too many times we fall into doing something just because we do it and it, becomes a way to make a living but at some point it you needs to be something you're excited about doing every day and something oh, you're you know and um you know i know you are i mean that, and and that's something that i enjoyed i mean i i miss the golf business every day but there's parts of it i don't yeah you know i mean it's hard work i mean it wasn't always you know grand i mean yeah. there was you know back uh back years ago it was it was tough i mean there was and especially the winter time, but it gets slowed down a whole lot back then. But you know, there was times that, you know, a peanut butter sandwich for dinner was that was a that was a good night. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, so, but we've gotten past that. And yeah. Good so what? Do, what does your wife do? Does she work or is she? Uh, she works for her father a little bit. Uh, yeah. He owns a dental lab, so he makes dentures and parcels. She, nice. she works for him a little bit, a couple of days a week, uh, and then the others were kind of blessed that she's able to stay home. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned before we recorded, you you know the guy that was the my first guest, Chris. Nope. Yeah. 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 You say you grew up together or went to school together? We went to high school together. So yeah. me and Chris, yeah, we went to high school together. We played football together. Um, and he's he's a great athlete. Yeah. Great athlete. We actually had uh, our lockers were pretty much right beside each other. So I mean, we got to be fairly good pals in high school. Yeah. Saw each other a lot. Yeah. Y'all still talk at all much? Yeah, he'll come by work. Uh, I'll say regularly, but fairly regularly. So yeah. I mean, I see him a few times a year anyway. Yeah, yeah. he was a fun one. He was a he's always going to be the first guy, first guest yeah. on making the turn. <laughs> so he's always got that to go in for. He's still the uh, I hadn't told him this, but it's still I think the the most listened to one, which makes me think people are just new coming in. You know, the, <laughs> the first one's always the one they listen to. So he'll always have that to go in for him until somebody passes him up. Yeah, that's fun to always check the stats every once in a while, but. It's been fun doing this uh, this podcast. Uh, what do you think about the podcast? As far as not mine, but do you listen to a lot of podcasts. How, what do you? How did you sort of get? In, I mean, obviously we're friends, and you probably saw me, you know, talking about it and getting on it. And I've been wanting to get you on for a while, and I yeah. definitely want to get Kurt on. But do you listen to a lot of podcasts? What do you think about uh, talking about grass and turf and landscape and all that? I don't listen. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of them. The ones I do listen to are um, on our industry, just because yeah. I. I like to spend time trying to to learn more yeah. um, in what I do, but um, but I do enjoy them. Right, I do enjoy them. Do you think mine are pretty? I mean, 
I always ask, I'm always curious to know if they sound a lot alike or they seem to be uniquely different. Like each guest is always different. Obviously I don't have the same guest, but, um, and I try to cover a lot of different topics, but do you, do you, do you get a lot out of the guest or is there something that I can do maybe to improve or, or you, or how do, how do you, how would you sort of rate it? I mean, I'm this, I mean, I'm about 20 into it right now. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're changing up pretty regular and pretty good. Yeah. I think, uh, changing it up uh, even with more getting more around the industry would be great yeah because um, there's so much more uh to cover but it's i i think you do a great job as far as kind of keeping it going and yeah. keeping it on on track that's been the hardest part i i mean i've got such a i've got such a list of people that i want to get on but it's been you know this you know like we were talking before um it's just there's a period of time where it's just difficult in this part of the world mm -hmm. guys are just so busy and it's hard to get a an hour's worth of somebody's time and with travel and all it takes a little bit of time to do and and i and i try to make it as easy as possible but um i've been pretty consistent i've been trying to stay pretty consistent and and um i stood out i mean i had no agenda when i started it i wanted to do one a week and i'm about that you know i'm hanging in there right now so and i'm uh, I'm looking forward to the fall. I'm, I don't know if you're you you probably wouldn't be at the, uh, but I'm doing the UT um, University of Tennessee at Knoxville Field Day, yeah. their turf field day, the end of this month, and I've got several guys. I'm sitting down there and I'm recording uh, from up there, and so that's going to be fun. And uh, I'm starting to get involved in some different things like that, and so I think the growth is um, is happening. Why don't and, you go up to the GIE? What is that? The the um, the the uh, GIE, mm -hmm. what's the um, what's that? The stand? Green Industry Expo. What, where is that in Louisville? Louisville, yeah. Well, they hadn't asked me. <laughs> we'll go. I'll, I'll do whatever. <laughs> the green. Um, I, I'm 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 willing to do whatever and wherever this thing takes <laughs> me, and I'll talk to whoever. I, I I'm no kidding. I, I when I started this, I was like, you know, and and I and I've had a lot of talk about it that golf gave me a, uh, the ability to get started. And I could talk to a lot of people in the golf business, right. but I didn't want to limit it to that because I get a lot of people that want to hear more than just golf. And I can sit here and talk golf all day, but uh, I want to learn just as much about everything else. I mean, I, I, you know, I, um, I'd be foolish to say that, I, that limiting myself to one area would, you know, and I may tone the guys that are in golf out. They may, I may go three or four episodes without not without talking about anything about golf, but um, you know, I think there's so much more to offer. You know, and it keeps sort of the podcast fresh, and it keeps yeah. the it keeps the topics fresh, and you can, and then you can just kind of listen to the ones you want to listen to, or learn about something that you may not know anything about. And that was that's the hope, and that, and 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 I think slowly but surely that's getting there. You know, and. Um, this certainly is not all about me. It, it it never has been, and I never wanted it to be. It's about getting to know guys like you who have a story to tell or just want to talk about what they do. Uh, we introduced a, a pretty cool nonprofit in this deal, and, and I think the whole lot of people are going to be excited to hear about. And and um, so that's what it's about yeah. uh, for me anyways. You know, and, and I appreciate guys like you supporting it and, you know, and uh, sharing it and telling people about it. You know, it's awesome, you know, so keep doing, uh, keep doing that for me. I appreciate it. Well, um, 
What else you got going on uh, in your life right now these days? You got anything coming up that you're excited about, or what, what's going on with, with you uh, as the summer sort of winds down? Uh, well, uh, you know, we're trying to wrap up a few more trips on our boat, and really just as far as professionally, just trying to push and you know, finish out the year strong. Yeah. Um, and, you know, making hay while the sun's shining. <laughs> <laughs> do y'all have a downtime? I mean, like like most industries, I mean, this, do y'all – um, not not most industries, but like you know, every you know, all of us kind of have some sort of like the winter time. For right. instance, is that sort of slower for you guys, or do you you sort of see something happening most? It's been it's been different um, the past few years. It kind of seems like um, we're fortunate where we don't necessarily have a, a downtime. Yeah, it slows down, yes, yeah, somewhat because of weather, but for the most part, we stay pretty rolling. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, that's tough because you always want a little bit of breathing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get a chance <laughs> you to breathe. You don't get a ch- chance to breathe much, man. I, I feel for you there. I mean, I um, at least in just getting – do you get to take many vacations or you, is that something you get to enjoy doing? I, yeah, I'm assuming get, you do. Well, yeah, we get a couple weeks a year, and I yeah. went to Florida earlier this summer, and I'm going to go to Gatlinburg in the fall. So, I mean, yeah. I get a little bit of time off and – but I mean, they're they're great. It's a great company to work for. I mean, if you need something, to, there's no big yeah. deal. Just take off, you know. So I talked to I talked to Kurt a while back about. It. I'm gonna, I might have to talk to him about this on when I get him on. But I was we had talk, discussed about I'm building a, a a greens mix, a golf greens mix out of the soils over there, and wondered what that what what the possibilities of that was i don't want to give too much information out because somebody might steal it but i think there's a possibility there oh, there's absolutely a possibility. has that been there. has anybody talked to you guys about doing that at all we, i mean there's not a lot of construction but i'd love to i'd love to play around with it yeah i mean we've done some some greens mixes for some uh, golf courses around um i know he's talked to a few people and you know in other companies so yeah. I mean, he's he's working on it yeah well, you'll have to. I'll have to reach out to him and tell him, get him on here, and we'll talk about it. Well, you uh, you do social media. I do. Yeah, I do Facebook. I do LinkedIn a little bit. I yeah. don't. I don't necessarily post a whole lot, but I yeah. follow, if you will. You know, Twitter or Instagram or I anything don't like Twitter, that. Twitter, Instagram. No. Yeah. Hadn't crossed over to the dark side yet, huh? Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you will eventually, maybe. I don't know. If you hadn't done it by now, you probably won't. What are you? How old are you? I'm 35. Oh, yes. Yeah, so if you hadn't done it by now, you probably won't. Because <laughs> yeah, it'll be something new or you'll just not dive into it. I mean, I, I like the social media. I mean, it's yeah. great. It's great for networking and all that. I, yeah. mean, I do enjoy it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I always ask because I promote it. Based, I promote the show through social media mm-hmm. and like to, you know, plug the guys when I can um, and, you know, give you, you – know, Shout outs and ways to share it and 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 uh, hear about it, but uh, but if they follow you on Facebook or LinkedIn, then uh, how'd you get the name Chaz? Is that, that's one thing I always I had wrote. That's actually one thing I wanted to know about. Is that is that your actual? So it's Justin Chaz. Justin Chaz. Yeah. So it is. That's your middle name. Yes, sir. Yeah. And where did Chaz come from? Is that I, a family name? No, it's not. I don't. I think. Uh, I think my parents were just rumbling off a huge list, and Chaz kind of popped out of nowhere. So. Yeah. I don't really know. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) 
again, you just never know where these things come from. You yeah, know? Well, you got to ask. It. Yeah, I, I did. I, I was like, <laughs> I want to know how I got the name Chaz. But it's always I, – I go by BJ, which most people know me as. Nobody knows my first name is Bryant and my middle name is Jason. You know, and I, I, knew your, I knew your name was Bryant, and I knew you're an Alabama fan, but I didn't know. I never really put the two together. I didn't really think about it until yeah. I was listening to the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. don't ask my mom <laughs> because she'll tell you a whole different story, but I tell everybody that that's, that's the truth, and that's the way I'm going with it. I would. I mean, but, hey, what do you know? Well, man, um, I'm going to let – get out of here, but I appreciate you doing this. Uh, it was awesome. It's, I can't believe we've rolled through another one of these, and uh, – and uh, I appreciate you coming, making the trip down here and sitting down with me and, and chatting. And uh, best of luck to everything you guys got going on at uh, Holy Cow. And uh, hope you make it another 17 years there. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Man, well, um, just keep telling everybody about it and uh, tell everybody that uh, I'll sit down and talk to anybody. And anybody that uh, hears you on here is excited about, uh, you know, wanting to come on and talk to them, just don't, don't hesitate to tell them to call me. Absolutely. And um, we'll definitely – I want to give out the, um, the – if you're just now jumping on or, or hadn't heard the whole thing, it's um, – Chaz is involved or has um, mentioned a nonprofit that he's uh, supporting and working with and trying to get people involved. It's called Project Evergreen. It's a nonprofit that supports the military uh, and their families and um, in any way possible as far as um, landscaping, helping out around the house um outdoor you know anything that we can do to use our skill set so uh, go to projectevergreen.org and uh you can get up the information there or call uh 888-611-2955 chaz my man i appreciate it thank you man i appreciate you hey and everybody thanks for listening that's the end of the podcast this has been another episode of making the turn and i appreciate you uh listening be sure to go uh check us out on all wherever you listen to all your podcasts uh, we're available pretty much anywhere uh, now, and uh, I thank you guys. I thank for all the love and support, and uh, you you guys make me keep wanting to do it. So hopefully uh, this has been something you've gotten uh, a lot of good out of, and uh, reach out to me. Be be sure to uh, uh, tell me what I'm doing good, what I need to get better, and who you'd like to hear come on. So uh, once again, thank you. Uh, please go rate, share, subscribe, and until uh, next time, this has been a uh, Another episode of Making the Turn. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and we'll talk to you soon.